You are listening to Trailcast on Mountain Bike Radio. Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of Trailcast on Mountain Bike Radio. If you want to support Mountain Bike Radio, head over to the website at mountainbikeradio.com and look at becoming a member. You can also go to the Support MBR page and use the Amazon link there for your regular Amazon shopping. When you do that, you get stuff that you want at the prices you expect, and Amazon kicks us a little change for referring you there. You can also head to shopmbr.com if you want to wear something around or drink from something that shows how much you love mountain bike radio. It's been a long time between episodes, but rather than get into details about why that is, I'll hit some of the highlights about what I've been up to. I took a little overnight vacation with a friend of mine to Nolan Lake State Park in Kentucky. We camped there overnight, but arrived early enough to ride the Briar Creek Trail System there in the park before we set up camp. It was a fun ride with some moderate climbing, well thought out in terms of layout, and good flow. There are two routes off the top of the waterfall loop out there, and I highly recommend you try them both. One is more old school, the other is newer, flowier, and jumpier. I thought both were a lot of fun. The lakeside section of the trail out there, which is two-way, has some great flowing sections that let you carry some huge speed. And the loop out on the point is pretty chill, but it's got some great technical options on some of the rocks along the edge of the lake. I think, to be honest though, that my favorite section was the lower side of the final loop coming back to the trailhead. It's sort of a fast flat with lots of old-school flat turns and some nice chunky technical sections. Find the right line and you can blow right through them. Pick the wrong line, and you could find yourself off in the woods somewhere along the trail wondering what happened. After we packed up the campsite the next morning, we took off for Big Hollow at Mammoth Cave, which I believe is a national park. Big Hollow was a completely different type of trail system. I would describe it as an entry-level 11.5-mile system made up of two loops. There are some technical options on the south loop, but mostly it's fairly smooth machine-built trail. Buff single track for sure, but that doesn't mean it isn't fun. I decided about halfway around, this is really a big pump track, and the trail was just begging for more speed. And sure enough, the faster we went, the more fun it was. I'm actually looking forward to riding this trail again since it's not so far away I can't make a day trip out of it, but I'm hoping to see some additions next time I'm there. It looked like there was a new line being flagged through some rocky technical stuff uh, on the south loop. So while I hope I'm not giving something away by talking about it, I sure hope that it's there the next time I ride the trail. Uh, Both of these trails are maintained by by Kimba, that's K-Y-M-B-A, the Kentucky Mountain Bike Association, and seriously props on both of these trail systems to those guys. Um, They're they're different for sure, but both are well-maintained, well-laid out, and they're super fun. It's certainly possible to put both of these trails on a single day trip from the Nashville area if you want to do that. I'd highly recommend riding Briar Creek first and Big Hollow last. Keep a little bit of gas in the tank. Um, If you're interested, I've got video up from Briar Creek. It's just some highlight stuff. It's not like a a high-octane web edit or something. Um, It kind of shows the character of the trail more than it showcases my riding skills or lack thereof. Um, and, and there's video coming for big hollow, but I'm not done with it yet, but so much about that at the risk of getting on a bandwagon, 
we're approaching a time of year where it's easy to start missing out on rides because it's getting dark earlier. And that seems like a shame. What I want you to do is take advantage of night riding opportunities. Some people don't want to mess with lights because they seem expensive, and other folks aren't sure about where night riding is legal. But most areas have at least one trail where night riding is legal. So check with your local club or see if there's any information on on your local trail up on singletracks.com because their database is usually um, usually has some information about night riding, which is which is pretty accurate. As far as lights, I'd recommend you get two, um, one for your bars and one for your helmet. And they don't have to be expensive lights. I think I paid like $130 total for both of my lights. I don't have the two brightest lights made, but I can get two to five hours of runtime depending on how they're set or whatever, which is more than enough for me. Also, you know, you really only need super bright lights if you're going really fast. But honestly, when you ride a trail at night for the first time, it's going to be like riding a whole new trail you've never ridden before. Um, as far as lights go, you can get some like $30 lights off of Amazon. There's also been some reviews on much cheaper lights on Amazon. I got some of those $30 lights a couple of years ago, and one of the uh, battery packs was pretty much DOA. It was it was flat. Um, it would hold a charge for about five minutes. The other one was okay. It would last for about an hour and a half. On the whole, it wasn't a horrible deal for 30 bucks. But then you turn around and you could take it to like Batteries Plus or something and get them to build a battery pack for it. And, you know, that's going to cost probably as much as the two lights did. Um, I ended up with a a Saigo light and a fabric light that I bought. Both of them were on sale at my local bike shop. So um, they're good lights. They're functional. And when I'm on my road bike, I put one of them on the handlebars up front flashing and the fabric light has got uh, this thing where it's got a series of LEDs on the back so you can like strap it to your seat post and these LEDs flash on the back of your bike as opposed to being like a bright beam light as well. So, I mean, multi-purpose, right? Uh, now I'm even more visible on my road bike than I was before, which is somewhat comforting, all things considered. But anyway, if you've never tried night riding, um, get on it. You'll get in more riding during the year, and it's super fun. On to something a bit less fun now. I want to talk about uh, a bill that's been introduced, H.R. uh, 3990, or the National Monument Creation and Protection Act. It's a bill that's been advanced by the House Natural Resources Committee. Since this is a political thing, and I'm not into telling people what they should think politically, I simply want to encourage awareness of this bill and get people to take a look at it, a good long look at it, and contact your representative, either supporting it or not supporting it, for one simple reason. Let's say the Middle Tennessee area, it it really doesn't have a lot of public land, especially compared to other parts of the country. And while mountain bikers make do around here, we're making do with a lot of small trail systems, basically in municipal parks. Uh, we don't have any real big rides to speak of. So from my standpoint, anytime we, the public, stand to lose control over how public lands are managed or even what management strategies are available for those lands, it's probably a bad thing. After all, since we are the public, aren't we really talking about our land? As a democratic republic, maybe one doesn't get 
what they want out of public land necessarily, or maybe everyone doesn't get what they want out of it, but we should certainly never lose the ability to have a say in what goes and what doesn't on those lands. So look over the bill, form your own opinion, and exercise your right to voice your opinion to your representative. I've begun to think that one of our biggest problems as mountain bikers, as a community, is that we don't express our opinion enough to get the consideration that a community of our size deserves. Um, That's that. If you want to get in on that conversation on Facebook, check out the Trailcast page at www.facebook.com slash trailcastpodcast. You can also follow along with what I'm up to on Twitter by following at Catharius and on Instagram using the same name, Catharius. And by the way, on YouTube, if you're interested in looking at those videos I was talking about from the uh, Kemba trails earlier, um, guess what? It's also Catharius. Uh, Again, I want to thank Ben at Mountain Bike Radio, as always, for giving me the forum for this podcast. Head over to mountainbikeradio.com, support them. Check out some of the other shows, and remember, you can get them through Stitcher or download the Mountain Bike Radio app from iTunes or from the Google Play Store. Uh, You can also just grab the podcast through iTunes. If you like it, hit the rating section, give it a review. It'll make it easier for everybody else to to find Mountain Bike Radio and get a little bit of single track for their ears. That's it for episode 27 of Trailcast. Thanks for listening, and remember, you don't need mountains to mountain bike but you do need trails.